Hey guys, Coach Christy here. Uh, just wanted to create a little podcast here for you guys that wraps up some of my thoughts that I have been chewing on um, since I got back from Colorado. I've been home for a couple of days now from the Pirelli Ranch in Pagosa Springs, Colorado. I was out there for three weeks to continue my education as a Pirelli professional and had an amazing time. I um, got to learn directly from Linda Pirelli for eight days. And while I was there, Pat Pirelli supervised the training of my new horse, Gina, who has some um, difficulties, you know, um, processing life in Humansville. She's coming along really well. I'm super happy to spend time with my super horse, Maxie, who I have not spent that much time with in the last few years because I've been so busy developing my younger horses. But Saturi, my um, Lusitano thoroughbred cross, has a fractured pelvis that she's recovering from. And um, Vanna, my quarter horse mare, uh, isn't advanced enough for me to always be able to learn more um, advanced concepts. Although I took Vanna with me, it was really an amazing experience to reconnect with Maxie. So um, thank you for everyone who supported that trip and, and most of all, you know, to my husband for holding down the fort. Shane, you're the best. I <laughs> love you, love you. Um, but while I was out there, I had the most supreme privileged opportunity to get a chance to to do a small presentation at the summit. The summit is this big three-day party that we have out there every um, September, guys. It's a, a great seminar-like event with a sort of a county fair feel on the side. Um, lots of um, really great uh, presentations and spotlights and demos and um, information and inspiration shared. It was a great time and Maxie and I got to do our own um, little presentation and what I focused on in my in the talking part of my presentation was how important it is for us to first be aware and then be careful with our thoughts. It's my experience to learn that for a good portion of my life, I allowed default settings to dictate what kind of thoughts I was thinking on a regular basis. And what's even more astounding to think about in those terms is that the thoughts I was thinking often weren't put there by me. <laughs> we, we all have a, an inner monologue that's constantly running unless you learn um, techniques on how to quiet that inner voice that often is really self-critical and disempowering. And what, what's important for us to learn is, to, is that that programming was put there by someone else, whether that was a parent or childhood experiences or a teacher or a, a sibling or you know whoever oftentimes during the formative years of our lives someone tells us things about what how they perceive us whether they perceive us to be smart or not smart athletic or not athletic beautiful or not beautiful and because we're young and impressionable we believe them right and we take that narrative on to be the truth and maybe sometimes it is. If you're one of those lucky folks that had people in your life as a child who programmed positive things into your self-talk, thank them every day. <laughs> thank them all the time because that is such a huge leg up 
in our ability to live a, a happy and productive life. It has so much to do with the inner monologue that's constantly running. But good news for those of us who had an inner monologue that was programmed by less than enlightened folks who are doing the best they can but still did a shitty job. <laughs> um, it can be reprogrammed. And it takes a bit of practice and some discipline and self-awareness but you can reprogram that inner monologue to say things that are truthful. I'm not telling you to, um, you know, say things to yourself that are untrue, right? Like me telling myself that I'm tall <laughs> is not going to empower me in any way. First of all, it's not true. I'm, I'm four foot or four foot, five foot four. And, um, you know, in today's society, that's not considered particularly tall. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just the truth, right? Um, so, you know, to say things to ourselves that are true, truthful, but um, empowering. For example, um, I might consider that I would like to be um, more athletic. It is possible for me to become more athletic. The way that I talk to myself will have a great deal of influence on whether or not I'm willing to do the things that would help me to become more athletic. So, um, you know, the things that we consider to be absolutes or um, the reality that we live in are maneuverable. <laughs> uh, and the story that I told while I was giving my little talk at Summit was about my black and white paint horse, Maxie. And Maxie is a remarkable guide and mentor for me because she reflects back to me the quality of the thoughts that I'm thinking. If I am thinking empowering, graceful, loving, generous thoughts, then she's a lot more open to my suggestions. But when I'm thinking egotistical thoughts or thoughts that are disempowering or aggressive or pushy, then she has a tendency to soul up is what we would say in horse terms. Uh, she has a tendency to not wanna do what I'm asking her to do. And um, between her lessons and an, an experience that I had in Ocala, Florida several years ago where I got to listen to a man named David Uloa. And David Uloa is, is you know, often lightly referred to as the shark whisperer. Um, you know, in, in my world, he's sort of the Pat Pirelli of sharks. And um, he, he's a, a shark behavioralist who really has devoted his life to studying the behavior of sharks and why they do what they do and um, how could we protect them and interact with them and um, appreciate them as a species. And of course, one of the questions he gets asked most often is, how can you swim around with these predators in the water and not become lunch? And he, he told us a couple of things that really stuck with me. One is that he said he used his thoughts or his energy to tell the sharks that he was not food, <laughs> right? He, he thought confident thoughts and uh, kind and loving thoughts, not panicky thoughts, right? <laughs> Which I'm sure takes a great deal of um, self-discipline to be able to do when you're swimming around with particularly like great white sharks, right? The other thing that he told us was that um, there have been studies done with sharks where scientists or behavioralists theorize that sharks have a sensory perception that's not sight or sound or even sonar, 
but a perception where they are able to read the thought frequency of the animals that are around them and that they deliberately choose to eat, right, harvest, kill, if you will, <laughs> um, the animals who are vibrating on a low frequency because low frequencies indicate distress or dis-ease, right? So they're, they're culling the, the herds, if you will, the packs or the, the, I don't know, what, the schools of fish and things like that to help keep the ecosystem friendly. Plus it's a, a less threatening um, kill, right? They're less likely to get injured if they, um, you know, go after animals who vibrate on a low frequency. Well, the cool thing about David Uloa is he's also an avid horse lover and he's a Pirelli student. And so he hypothesized that horses have a similar sense perception, that they can sense the frequency that we are vibrating on based on our thoughts and emotions. And since that talk, I did a tiny bit of research where I discovered that there have been some advancements in, in science that allows us to measure our thoughts. The, the machine that's used to do that is called a functional MRI. And what has been discovered is that thoughts that are empowering, like love, joy, curiosity, um, you know, empowerment, enlightenment, whatever that means, right? vibrate on a higher frequency than, than thoughts like fear, anger, frustration, shame, and guilt. And um, so my hypothesis is, is that when we are vibrating on a low frequency, shame, guilt, fear, anger, frustration, that our horses perceive us to be predators. Or at the very least, we are um, a source of pressure. Whereas when we are thinking high frequency thoughts like love and joy and happiness, contentment, um, that we can be perceived as a place to go to for um, high frequency harmony, which feels good, guys. If you've ever experienced high frequency harmony, it feels good. So people, dogs, horses, any animal that has a frequency, I think um, is constantly seeking high frequency harmony. And so um, that's the, the gist of what I shared with um, the folks at the summit. And it was just really well received that I felt like I needed to take a minute here and create a podcast so I could share it on a, on a wider um, platform, a bigger platform. But what I'm going to wrap up my little talk on high frequency harmony with is a counterintuitive concept in that I think that it's important for us to also embrace our lower frequencies. Uh, after my talk at the summit, I had lots of people come up to me wanting to know more about thought frequencies. And what I was able to filter through all of the questions was what most folks want to, to know is how do I more consistently vibrate on a higher frequency? And my advice to you and and please take it with a grain of salt because i'm not a psychotherapist a psychologist anybody educated in that field but my theory is is that the low frequencies are um guides to point us towards the direction of high frequency harmony that when we feel shame guilt fear anger frustration that it's for a reason and it should not be avoided don't suppress those frequencies, it will do you harm, right? It's so bad for you mentally, emotionally, and physically. Recognize them 
and understand that if they're trying to tell you something, that there's um, you know, something out of alignment in your reality. And that when you discover what those low frequencies are trying to point you at, you can discover your version of high frequency harmony and um, utilize those negative or you know, low frequencies to point you in that direction, to motivate you, to help you realize that, that there's more you know, that there's more love, there's more joy, there's more excitement, there's more happiness than you ever thought possible. So there you have it, guys. My little um, uh, brief description on um, how important it is to be careful of your thoughts. I hope wherever you are in the world today that you're using those low frequencies to point you in the direction of happiness, to point you in the direction of joy, to point you in the direction of contentment. And if there's any way that I can help you, all you have to do is reach out to me You can email me anytime you like. I'm here for you no matter what. Um, I have a new email address, and that is coach.christy.smith at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for taking the time. If you like this podcast, please, please, on whatever platform that you're listening to me on, um, like, rate, review, and share. I would sure appreciate your... um, um, ability to help me grow my audience. Thanks again so much, guys, and um, uh, have a great, great day. Talk to you soon. Bye.